Welcome to Fresh Perspective, a podcast presented by Recycling Today. Fresh Perspective features young professionals in the scrap and recycling industry, offering insights from the next generation of industry leaders. Guests share their stories of what led them to the scrap industry and new ideas on industry trends. Tune in to hear stories from scrap processors, traders, operators, and more who are starting to lead in this space. Fresh Perspective is beginning an ongoing dialogue with future executives of the industry. Hi, my name is Megan Smalley, and I'm with Recycling Today magazine. Welcome to the Fresh Perspective podcast. I'm here today with Adam Jackson, who is the Director of Metals Trading at Aegis Hedging Solutions. Adam joined Aegis in 2020 after the company acquired Nexodus Commodities. Before that, Adam had been the president and co-founder of Nexodus, which provided commodity price risk management solutions for industrial clients in the metals industry. And before starting Nexodus, Adam also held positions at both Alcoa Corporation and Tennessee Valley Authority. So thanks for coming on the show today, Adam. How are you doing? Thanks for having me, Megan. I'm doing well. Great. So to get things started, how did you end up in scrap metals trading and hedging? Uh, You know, things, it sounds like that kind of started for you back all the way at Alcoa Corporation, Tennessee Valley Authority. So tell me a little bit about that. How did you get into this industry? I've always been interested in, in markets, um, and, and my start in metals wasn't specifically geared towards the, the, the scrap markets. I will say I'm a third-generation metals guy. Um, my great-grandfather and my dad both retired from Alcoa Aluminum, um, so, so I began my career in, in wholesale electricity trading and then, and then went into the family business and joined Alcoa. Uh, so, so after a few years uh, in the energy group at, at Alcoa, I transferred over to the metals and commodity risk team. So, so that was really my first uh, introduction to scrap markets and, and metals markets. Um, so, so we executed hedges and, and provided pricing and other services for, for the scrap team across Alcoa. Got it. And Adam, can you tell me a little bit what were your experiences like working in risk management and trading at Alcoa? What were the markets like when you worked there? So hey, Al- Alcoa was a, was a great place to learn the business uh, and, and also enabled me to, to gain you know, valuable connections across the company and, and really across the industry. Um, so, so I was able to get exposure to, to all sides of the business. Um, so production, the midstream, downstream and, and scrap. And of course, keep in mind, you know, this was before uh, the Arconic blit. Um, so, so I joined Alcoa in 2012. Metal markets were, were pretty challenging and, and, and volatile pretty much the entire time I was, I was at the company. It was generally just a, a challenging time for, for, for the industry. Um, I, I was able to experience a few bull, bull markets, uh, which, which were fun, as Alcoa, of course, uh, you know, is, is, is primarily in, in the production of, of aluminum. But nothing like what we've seen over the past, you know, 18, 20 months in metals markets. Overall, it was a great experience. Uh, you know, I made some, some good friends, made some good connections, you know, still have relationships with a lot of folks at Alcoa and, and a lot of the alumni across the, the entire spectrum of the industry. And you mentioned, Adam, that both your father and grandfather were involved in scrap metal to some degree um, over at Alcoa. So growing up, did you always intend to work in the same line of business as them or join them at their company? What prompted you to do that? Absolutely not. You know, so, so, so growing up, uh, I wanted to do something different, you know, in, in college, you know, I, I got interested in markets and, and really stock markets is uh, kind of what 
kind of set off my my love for for economics and trading and and just markets in general. And it just so happened, uh, you know, uh, power trading was uh, some something I could do without you know moving to uh, uh, New York or or Chicago. And uh, you know, grew up in the Southeast and, and enjoy uh, the Southeast. And so so really that that was kind of that was kind of how I got towards metal. Was was you know starting in power, um, you know at Alcoa I helped manage the uh, the North American power exposure both on the buy side and the sell side, you know f- from there it was really you know how do I go deeper how do I learn more, um, you know derivatives were were a way for me to to exp- to, to really get into financial markets deeper than than the physical markets that I'd been involved in in the past. But uh, nope, I, I did not ever anticipate that I would that I would uh, kind of follow follow the family path and in, in, into metals. What was it that your father and grandfather had done when they were in the industry? Were they also on the trading side of things? No, no. So so my 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 great grandfather um, was was a, a union guy. He was in he was in production. He, he worked at the uh, the old West plant uh, in in Alcoa, Tennessee. Uh, of course, the name is uh, the town is named after uh, the the company. And then and then my da- my dad kind of diverged from that and went into um, uh, the the power production side. So so I grew up. Uh, you know, you know, I, I grew up spending time at the, uh, the the hydro facilities and and you know seeing the powerhouses, and uh, you know he he was in operations and and so I kind of got to see that side of the business and and you know where, where I migrated to was was the opposite side on on the commercial side and, and the market side. Now, you know, after your time at Alcoa, you eventually had your own hedging firm, Nexus Commodities, for a couple of years that was later acquired by Aegis. So could you talk a little bit about starting your own hedging firm? What prompted that? That sounds like a quite a feat. Yeah, of, of course. So so I, I left Alcoa um, because I saw a need for, for mid-size and smaller companies to really have access to, to specialists, to hedging specialists with, with, without needing to invest in salaries, systems, technology to, to run a hedge book. You know, I mean, you can, you know, some of the big Fortune 500 companies you know, can spend well over a million dollars a year just, you know, staffing and, and managing those programs. Um, so, so at Nexus, we, we were focused on the advisory side of the business, and, and we had to rely very heavily on, on company-specific spreadsheets. And that, that was really one of the, one of the issues. Uh, and in order to reach, you know, what, what we saw as the full potential of the business, you know, we, we needed to invest in, in, in quite a bit in technology. Um, so so uh, Aegis was focused on oil and gas uh, on the oil and gas industry, we actually uh, hedge uh, approximately, you know, 25% of the U.S. Uh, oil and gas production. So, so pretty, pretty big firm um, in oil and gas. But, but they also saw the potential in in, in metals and manufacturing. Um, so, so they pro- approached us uh, early last uh, last summer about joining their team, and, and it was really a natural fit. So, so they already had the technology, the people, and, and the capital to help us scale the metals hedging business, you know, pretty quickly, and and, and a lot more efficiently than, than we could have achieved, uh, you know, otherwise. And prior to that acquisition, had you been planning to get into metals hedging at Nexodus on your own? Yeah, we, we were actually, we were hedging on behalf of our clients, and, and we needed a way to do it uh, more efficiently, and and so we wanted to get out of spreadsheets um, and and get away from the you know fat finger uh, you know risk that comes with with spreadsheets and and saving over you know other people's spreadsheets. 
Um, so, so, you know, we, we just saw the opportunity to go from, you know, a, a handful of clients uh, and be able to help kind of the broader industry and, 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 and more people, you know, pr- provide a better service for, for the entire industry. Then practically speaking, I'm curious, what was it like just starting a business since I figured that was something very new for you and something not everyone has done? What were lessons learned in that process? I listened to a lot of podcasts. Um, no, it was it was a lot of learning. Um, you know, I had never I'd never managed a business. I'd never started a business. You know, I, I've always been entrepreneurial, but but I'd never I'd never taken that step to 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 go out on my own. And and so it was, you know, it was it was it was fun. Uh, you know, people will say that that you never work harder uh, until you're self-employed, and and it's definitely true. And you know, from from you know managing the clients' exposures, you know, following the markets, doing the accounting. Um, attempting some some marketing, um, you know. So so it was a really good experience uh, to, to to learn different areas of, of business that that I'd, I'd not really had that much of exposure to. So tell me a little bit about what your role has been like with Aegis since it was it had acquired Nexus. You know, what are you doing for the company today, and what's your work like on a day to day basis? Yeah, so so really, it changes by the day, which which is what I enjoy about it. Um, so so our team's focused on on helping to expand our our manufacturing client base and, and scrap client base, uh, and and really provide better solutions for managing risk. As you may expect, you know our clients' businesses are are metals intensive. You know, one one day I may be talking to a beverage can consumer, um, you know, who's who's worried about prices going up even further uh, on their aluminum. Um, and, and then the next, you know, I may be talking to a scrap trader or, or you know, a demolition operation or, or somebody who has a different problem or is on the different, you know, on the, on the different side of, of the equation for, for, for hedging. So it's, it's, it's fast paced. Uh, it, it changes. I, I really enjoy learning about our clients' businesses um, and, and the challenges that they face. So, so I also enjoy solving problems. Um, you know, we're, we're a very fast paced technology focused company. Um, you know, and as, as far as culture goes, it's very collaborative um, and, and we're all focused on, on solving problems and, and trying to have a little bit of fun, you know, anytime we can. Um, but, but we've seen an incredible year of growth, you know, both from strategic acquisitions and, and, and organically. Um, so so I, I'm, I'm really amazed, you know, on a daily, weekly basis at the quality and, and really the collective brain power uh, that exists uh, at, at Aegis. Uh, we, we really, we've, we've really been able to uh, build a, a really good team, really solid team. Now, Adam, could you talk a little bit about what are some new things that Aegis is working on in the scrap metal space right now that you can talk about? Yeah, we're, we're focused on on growing the, the fairest side of the business, you know, for our fairest hedging client base. We do like tackling, you know, hard problems. So, so, so there are a couple structural challenges with, with fairest derivatives that we hope to help the market overcome. We're working now to help the market overcome. Uh, so so when, when it comes to fairest products and fairest markets, uh, they're, they're challenged by, by a lack of liquidity uh, in available contracts. So, so we're also constantly focused on improving our, our technology platform and our technology offering. So, so we, we believe we're helping our clients make, make two jumps in, in how they use technology. Uh, the first is, is financial technology, which is how to properly use derivatives or financial 
contracts to hedge price risk. Uh, the second is a system uh, that you just platform that manages those hedges in a way that, that doesn't require, you know, a big spending on, on additional people, processes, uh, investments, uh, inexpensive, complicated, or, or outdated systems. Awesome. And is your team at Aegis doing anything with non-ferrous hedging or not at the moment? We are involved in non-ferrous, uh, alum, aluminum, uh, Midwest Premium, uh, copper, both CME, LME, copper. Um, so so non-ferrous and, and ferrous both. Great. So it sounds like you're just trying to expand more on the ferrous side of things. You're more established with non-ferrous? Correct. E- exactly. Awesome. Now, you know, since you have been involved in trading and hedging scrap, what are some lessons that you've learned um, when it comes to trading and hedging scrap in recent years? So, so we, we started talking about non-ferrous and, and non-ferrous, they're, they're not direct scrap contracts available. So, so, so you're generally trading basis, you know, LME aluminum um, or CME copper. So, so it's really crucial to track how your metal price is on the buy side and the sell side and, and really pay attention to, to what scrap spreads are doing. Uh, so, so if scrap spreads move in and out, in or out, quickly, uh, you need to, you likely need to adjust your hedges. Um, and, and the scrap markets, two things that don't always make sense. So, uh, you know, and, and at any given point, you know, suppliers or your customers, they don't always want to commit to volumes at the same time. And, and that, of course, creates risk if you've got one side priced and the other side is, is floating. So, so with, but with a proper hedging strategy and execution, you know, you, you can find the opportunity to lock in profits. Uh, you know, volatility, and, and we've seen a lot of it recently, but, but it doesn't have to be your enemy, you know, if you know how to manage it, you know, which is, which is why our company exists. It, it's, it's really the only thing we do is, is, is manage risk. And what would you say are some trends that you're seeing related to trading and hedging of scrap metals in recent months or just the past year? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really been crazy times uh, and, and volatility, you know, really volatility in the markets has been, you know, really high since last summer. So, so we're seeing a, a general increase in, in uh, hedging demand, you know, across the board um, and kind of in all sides, right? So, so from production to the midstream to downstream, you know, to scrap, um, you know, as markets recovered and, and some markets have now climbed to, you know, historically high levels, you know, metal prices and volatility, you know, seem to matter more today than they have in a long time. You know, we went through a period where, where prices went up, prices went down, um, but, but we didn't really see any long bull runs and, and we were kind of in a bear market for, for quite a while. Um, but but we're, now we're seeing lots of folks who you know, want to learn about the products and solutions available uh, to, to manage price risk. You know, it, hedging doesn't have to, it's, it's really not as complicated as, as you would think. And it's mostly, you know, simple math, addition and subtraction, you know, a little bit of calculus mixed in, uh, definitely some statistics. Um, but, but, you know, I, I think people overcomplicate derivatives uh, just, just because they, you know, they don't understand them. And, and it, it, there, there's, you know, we, we can educate folks on, on kind of what's available, how the products work. Now, what advice would you give to scrap recyclers when it comes to trading and hedging? Who should get involved in it? You know, if somebody's on the fence about, well, maybe I should, you know, invest in a hedging service, you know, what would you kind of tell them? What advice would you give them? Yeah, I mean, to take the time to, to, to dig in and learn about the products available, right? There, there are multiple exchanges that offer metals contracts 
and, and and as I kind of alluded to in, in you know earlier, you know hedging isn't rocket science, but but you do need to understand the opportunities available, how you know, how the products work, and, and, and any limitations there are in 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 the markets or, or particular products. You know, it's a technology that that the manufacturing industry in general uh, is underutilized. You know, they're they're well regulated tools. You know, uh, well regulated uh, markets. That, that are fairly straightforward to understand, but, but it takes a little bit of, you know, dedication to learning, uh, you know, something new. What are some common misconceptions you hear related to, you know, trading and hedging when you work with scrap recyclers? Is there anything that they say a lot that you're like, okay, that's a misconception? Yes. <laughs> Great question. Uh, I mean, it, it depends on the company risk tolerance. Uh, you know, some some folks in scrap, especially, you know, th- they want to be risk takers and, and, and they, they don't always see, you know, hedging and, and derivatives as 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 risk mitigating tools. Um, and, and, you know, I always ask people like, what are you in business for? Right. Are, are you in business to make margin on conversion? Or, or a process, you know, or, or trading, right? So, so, so if, if you're not, if you're, if you're not in the business of taking a view on where prices are going, then, you know, you should at least have, you know, hedging as, as a tool in your toolkit to, to protect and, and give yourself some, some additional opportunities that, that maybe you can't get in the, in the physical trading environment. And within the hedging space, are there any new technologies that you hope to see embraced in the future? And if so, what are those? I mean, I'd love to see the industry fully embrace the Aegis platform and, and financial hedging in general, which is kind of a shameless plug there. But, uh, you know, out, outside of the technology I'm directly involved with, uh, you know, it, it's hard to say, but I think there's an opportunity to improve the flow of information inside individual companies, manufacturing and, and scrap and in general, you know, they, they've lagged other industries when it, when it comes to technology development and deployment and, and as, as software and, and technology has moved to the cloud and, 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 you know, become more accessible. Uh, you know, I think, I think there are a lot of really smart people uh, out there who, who see the importance and the opportunity to improve technology in, in the scrap recycling industry. Um, so, you know, I, I think technology is a way of doing things. It's, it's not just software, hardware, and, and machines. You know, I think there's a lot of opportunities in the scrap industries. Um, and, and I think over the, the, the next 10 years or so are going to be really exciting, um, you know, as far as the changes we'll see and in, in, in how trading is done and, and, and how, you know, inventory is managed and, uh, you know, d- different technology and just improving general business flow. So hiring is definitely a major issue for scrap recyclers. You know, we've heard that time and again. How has Aegis seen some of these challenges either with scrap recyclers or within your company itself? And what are ways that, you know, Aegis is addressing the issue of, you know, recruiting new young professionals to the trading and hedging space since that's been something that's been difficult this year, it seems. Yeah, we from our clients' perspective, you know, it's 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 a constant right now, and 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 we hear different strategies to to you know recruit and retain uh, you know people, but but honestly, on on our side, we we really haven't had uh, many issues to date. So so we're growing, well funded, you know, technology focused. Um, you know, the, the, there's a lot of emphasis on culture, um, and, and it really hasn't been too hard to, to show our, our, our new prospective colleagues, 
you know, the value that we can create for our clients. Um, you know, for my group in particular, you know, we've tried to balance recruiting between industry veterans who are, who are just ready for a new challenge and, and, and new employees and, uh, you know, who are hungry to be part of a, a dynamic culture and, and growing team. And as a final question, Adam, where do you see, you know, hedging headed in the next few years for scrap metal recycling? Yeah, I think I think folks, you know, will start to, to to embrace a little more because of the volatility. You know, I don't think volatility is going anywhere um, in the short term. You know, as far as the scrap industry, I think, as usual, over the past several years, you know, quite a bit depends on China. I think scrap supply will continue to grow in importance uh, as ESG, you know, begins to play a larger role in the overall economy. Um, you know, I also believe there's there's a big opportunity to, to tech, for technology to, to begin to transform the industry. Um, you know, there, there's several exciting projects in the works that, that could fundamentally change the way both physical, you know, physical metal and financial contracts uh, are executed and, and, and how they how they work. Um, so, so I'd like to see further developments in, in derivative markets, you know, to, to increase the availability and, and, and the options that that the scrap metal and, and recycling industry in general, you know, have available to them to, to manage price risk. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Adam. It was great talking to you. Uh, yeah, same, same to you. I appreciate you having me and, and you know, look, look forward to uh, speaking soon.